You're listening to Less Stress in Life with hosts Deb Timmerman and Barb Fletcher. We believe life with less stress and more energy is possible with the right tools, strategies, and knowledge. So we bring you real conversations around the stress of relationships, money, and the daily hassles of life with guests that will inspire, challenge, entertain, and motivate you to take action. Hi, good morning, everybody. Deb Timmerman here. Welcome to our 52 Practical Tips for Less Stress in Life. This is episode five. I'm Barb Fletcher, and I'm here. (laughs) I'm here, which is a great thing. And uh, we want to share with you just um, some some real-life stories and examples of how stress can play a big part in your life and what you might do to uh, pay attention to that. Yeah, so one of the common statistics that we hear often from the American Institute of Stress is how many of our visits to a physician are related to stress. So the research says it's 75 to 90% of all the physical stuff we go to the doctor for is stress-related. So we wanted to spend some time talking about that today. And Barb's had a very stressful event in her life in this past several months that culminated. Um, And so Barb, let's just start by talking about what happens in your body when your body perceives there is a stressful event. So our bodies are really smart. They they pick up on clues before we actually realize what's actually happening. And so they may show up as symptoms that are really happening to us. And so when you talked about the doctor's um, visits and them all being having the majority of them having some relationship with stress, yet the physician only treats the symptoms and not necessarily the root. What we're talking about is what's actually happening in our body and what are we feeling? And so it could be showing up as headaches, could be jikes, it might be sleep. And we'll attribute it to a whole series of physical ailments that because our body is on that high alert because of stress, the cortisol is is moving in our body at a, at a rapid rate and with no relief our body says stop time to pay attention so what was your first pay attention sign back probably more than 20 years ago i developed something called tmj which is jaw pain and and joint pain and So I did the typical go to the dentist and have an assessment to determine what was what was wrong with my jaw. And they did all of the usual and prescribed a bite clean. And so I went away and and successfully chewed through three of those, not just one, not just two, not just three. And that was supposed to solve the headaches and the jaw pain that I was having, but it never did. And it was only when we got to the third one, when it was worn out, 
And he said to me, okay, so now the, the next step is actually to physically break your jaw, wire it shut, and that's going to fix the problem. That I said, hmm, I think I need to look at what's actually causing this jaw pain as opposed to trying to just fix it. So have your stress symptoms stayed the same over the course of that 20 years? You started out with jaw pain, jaw aches. What does that look like today when stress shows up in your body? It's not the way that I experience stress anymore. It's, it's funny because I've done a lot of work around self-regulation and understanding what stress shows up like. But for me now, it may show up as headaches. It could show up as sleep um, being a bit of a disorder. Maybe this past week, I've uh, my uh, my relationship with Tums for your tummy has uh, become very up close and personal um, because it didn't seem to matter what I ate. My stomach was upset. So the reason that that happens is that our sympathetic nervous system, when you talk about high alert, basically gets turned on and we have all this adrenaline, all this cortisol flowing through our body and we have a hard time getting into the other half of the nervous system, which is the parasympathetic, which dials it down. And I think of sympathetic, the best way that I can um, relate to it is thinking about it being the gas pedal. I need a little jolt of something to get me out of trouble, and I get that uh, jolt of adrenaline, and when that hangs on too long, it's now cortisol. And when I'm able to dial back, parasympathetic part of my nervous system acts like the brake, and they're really supposed to work together. But this last couple of months, your mom has been very ill, and this mm -hmm. came to kind of a head for you, didn't they? Yeah. So she you know bless her she has been ill for a while and this past week she became more ill and developed pneumonia and actually transitioned yesterday uh, which was a blessing and yet at the same time i was experiencing all of the stress in my body that um, i guess is normal and so over the course of the week because of of the world we live in right now, I haven't been able to visit with her in hospital. And so I was calling, speaking to nurses, speaking to doctors. And so my body was on that sympathetic aspect of our nervous system. And so the adrenaline, the, the cortisol was flowing all the time. So even when I could sit down, it didn't seem like I could slow down. And so, you know, I was finding myself after six hours feeling like I'd been awake for 18. And I would say to my husband, is it time to go to bed yet? And it would be noon. And we'd find ourselves eating lunch at like 11 as opposed to noon or one. And then when you would lay down, you, would, you know, you, your eyes would be wide open. And so our bodies are, like I said, very smart, and they're responding to that stress response. 
And it's really a question of how do we dial it back? Now, throughout this time, I didn't get angry. I looked okay on the outside. But what was really happening on the inside is what we really have to pay close attention to. And I guess it's worth pointing out here that you have a regular practice. You have tools that you use every morning and throughout the day. Mm -hmm. This kind of physical overwhelm and physical response, I wonder what it would have been like for you had you not been practicing. What do you feel, um, how much were those tools able to dial back last week's experience for you? Oh, I... I think it was it was completely um, a different response. You know, as I interfaced with professionals, I was able to be clear. I was able to be grounded in the conversations. I, you know, we all feel emotions during this time, but I was able to keep them in check. And I was actually able to be there for my mom in a way that was really about her as opposed to about what was happening for me. And that, that was really important to me. So practice is, is so, so important. And when I think about our physical responses to potential COVID infection and the challenges that we live in this world, people are living that high alert experience every single day. I think the thing that we don't always see is that the stress response is there. It's primitive. It was there and designed, and, and I know we've talked about this before, to save our prehistoric fellow man from the tiger or the bear chasing them. But we don't think about how flight or fight shows up in our modern world. So as Barb was talking about being able to keep her cool and keep her wherewithal with her, a modern day flight flight response might look very different. So maybe it's aggressiveness or sabotaging or not being very nice to someone because you can't keep your poop in a puddle. Um, that is that adrenaline giving you that rush and it comes out as aggressive behavior. We also sometimes get to the point where we want to run and hide too, right? We shut down and we disassociate. And you were able to keep your cool, maintain, and still stay engaged. Whereas maybe someone else who wasn't able to control their flight fight response would have went to one of either extremes, very aggressive or just shut down and um, not really be engaged in that very beautiful transitioning experience. It was interesting as I talked to the physicians and so they would explain things to me and and I have a good awareness of of the journey and the process. At the same time, it, because I wasn't offering that typical response, he would say to me, do you understand? Because that's not someone who is able to remain calm and hold space in that conversation is not what he would be used to. And so I'm sure that he was looking for a different reaction as well. Yeah, we forget sometimes that part of that response is that it shifts those resources 
to mobilize us into this energy, but it shuts down that thinking part of our brain. So I'm sure he's used to very different experiences with family. Mm -hmm. The thing that happens is that when we're able to, I guess, keep in check our body's response to stress and actually respond differently to those people around us, it seems like the kindness that the others demonstrate towards us grows. And so for us, we were, we felt truly blessed by all of the communication we had with those people who are in the caring profession. And I know that that's not always the experience that others have. I believe some that it has to do with the energy and how regulated we are able to keep our body that uh, that influences the response that we receive. Yeah, we've talked about that response being something that we can choose. So we either react or we respond. And that's a great example of that. So this week's call to action is really for you to think about what signs of stress are present in your body. What have you been ignoring or missing? Because stress is really information. It's just feedback, right, Barb? You want to use that feedback to shift course. And, you know, it's worth taking that pause because, you know, I spent months going to the dentist before I figured out that the pause was really worth it. And, you know, I think after having spent a couple of years in COVID, we probably can all identify a little something that's going on in our body that may be tied into stress and we probably aren't going to have to look too hard. Yeah. And once you see that stress as information, what are you going to do about it? You know, what, what is it? Do you need to think about something differently than getting a bite plate or your jaw broken or your belly? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's all related. This is the end of January. We're about to transition into a new series, really all about heart health in February, because February is Heart Health Month. Heart Health Month, um, and there is a big link between chronic stress and increased cardiovascular events. So, lots of studies about the heart, and one that I thought was really interesting was in 2017, published in the Lancet researchers actually used images of parts of the brain involved with fear and stress and found links to cardiovascular disease episodes increasing. Barb, I'm sure you felt some fear last week as all of this was happening. Even though you know mom's going to a better place, this was expected, there are still those what ifs that mm -hmm. you know, and you can probably relate to that. So what they found is that that there's actually bone marrow activity that changes and there's lots of inflammation going on in arteries. So next month, we're gonna take a deep dive in our masterclass, which is on February 8th, all about exploring more this heart-brain connection and the relationship between stress patterns and emotions. So we'll, we have that up on our landing page. We'll pop that information below our chat today. And we hope that you'll really take this week to think about that stress in your body. And Barb, on behalf of everyone, your, our condolences on the passing. I know mm -hmm. this Thank you. probably wasn't that easy to talk about today. 
thank you for allowing us to use your experience as a learning experience. Thank you. Until next time. Less stress in life is possible. If you're new to this kind of thinking and would like to explore what's possible for you, we'd love to connect. You can reach us through our website at lessstressinlife.com. That's lessstressinlife.com.